Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. And noteworthy conversations happen here. So thanks for tuning in today. Today we're going to talk to uh, some youth pastors and some parents. Today I want to give you 10 ways to help your youth group backslide. If you want your youth group to fall away from God, here's 10 things that you can do to help them do it. Guys, thanks for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. It's going to be a great episode. Let's go. Hey friends, I wanted to hop on the podcast to just thank you amazing listeners for always tuning in to the show. I did want to ask you to bless the show today, and here's how you can be a blessing to the Noteworthy Podcast. If you could go leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast, this would be a huge blessing to the show. What this does is it moves the show up through search algorithms so it's easier for people to find this. Y'all have done this like 159 times for the show, and I'm so thankful. But what I would love to do is bump that number up over 200 um, reviews on Apple Podcasts, and I think that would be amazing. There's listeners in uh, over 90 countries right now for the Noteworthy Podcast, and we are so grateful that we are reaching a broader audience than we have ever reached before. That is all thanks to you amazing listeners. So you can bless us by taking two minutes and leave that five-star rating and review. I promise I read every single one of them. I love hearing your feedback on the show. And then also, if this uh, episode blesses you today, why don't you grab a, a screenshot of it and just do a Insta story on Instagram and tag at Podcast Noteworthy, and we'll be sure to share that and give you a shout out. Guys, thank you so much for listening. It means the world that you do. Let's get back to the show. So I know that today's title is, is a little bit tongue in cheek. And I don't really mean for it to be. It it almost seems to be making light of backsliding, and that's surely not my intention today. And I think that that if you know me, you know that that's not my heartbeat, that I don't mean it in that way. But backsliding is a real thing, and uh, I have served as a youth pastor for uh, almost eight years now, which I know that still makes me very much a rookie, very inexperienced. But I have been serving as a youth pastor for that amount of time, and I also serve uh, as the Georgia District Youth Secretary, and I've worked in district youth ministry almost consecutively with all those years of being a youth pastor, whether it was our um, Section 5 youth director or... Anyways, you don't care about all that. What I'm trying to say is I have been close to the heartbeat of students for quite some time now, almost the last decade, and I have seen young people just like you have 
walk away from God that I did not think would walk away from God. Just to be encouraging, I've also seen the flip side of that, that I've seen some young people that are doing incredible things for God today that five years ago you wouldn't have believed it. Ten years ago you would never have imagined all the things that God would do in their life. And that is my intention in this episode today. Not to be tongue-in-cheek, but to avoid these some of these pitfalls that I've seen along the way. Now, in these 10 points that we're going to make, some of these will be directed to parents, and some of these will be directed to youth pastors. I'm not going to take the time to <laughs> define those for you as we go forward. Um, I'm going to let you decide for yourself who that applies to. Okay, so before we dive into these 10 points today, though, first of all, let me say that backsliding is a very real thing. It is impossible to backslide if you were never standing where God wanted you to stand in the first place. There's a whole podcast episode on this called Once Saved, Always Saved, and that's a different topic for another time. But I believe that you can fall away from God after you are saved. And the youth of our generation have grown up in a different world than we grew up in. I just turned 31 years old, and I can say that the 13 through 19-year-olds that are growing up in this generation, the Gen Zers, are experiencing a different world than the millennials did. There are new temptations of convenience. The devil has cleverly placed temptations in front of our youth and made sin easily accessible for them. Violence, profanity, pornography. It's all just a click away now. You haven't given them computer access? Well, Satan says no problem. Their cell phones will do just fine. Satan has provided our students lots of help to lead them on the way to backsliding. As the church, it is our responsibility to counteract these attempts and stand against the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, I believe our young people can live for God in the last days. I really do. I also believe that they can resist the temptations of the world if the church will be the lighthouse that they need it to be in order to see their way on an ocean of easily accessible sins. The problem is not what's coming from the world. Our youth understands that the world is a dark place. And this is where I want to help somebody. And that's, this is really the, the heartbeat of the episode today. So, so hear me now. The problem is really not what's coming from the world, even though I know we would enjoy to use that as an excuse of why young people backslide. But in my experience, is what is most confusing and what students cannot understand is how darkness gets into the church. They expect darkness in the world, but when they see it in the church, when they see the church facilitating things like that and entertaining things like that, I would propose to you that this is a greater cause for backsliding than the pool of the world. Backsliding begins in our youth groups when they see the darkness in the church because they no longer know where to draw the lines of right and wrong. They begin to ask themselves questions like, if darkness is in the church, how are we any different than the world? 
and please don't misunderstand me, I don't believe any of our churches want to see their kids backslide. You want the exact opposite of that, I'm sure, just like I do. But most often, we don't even realize how we are facilitating the process. We are helping the process along. Because of things that slip into the dinner table conversations and the hallway conversations after church, and these are the pitfalls that we can help them with. We can avoid these pitfalls. Now, I'm sitting in a very peaceful atmosphere right now. I'm at my office at the church where I serve as youth pastor, and it's raining outside, so to me that's very um, relaxing, but it's it's been raining pretty hard off and on, so you may hear some of that rain throughout the episode today. It might add a nice ambiance to the podcast today. All right, stick around. Let's dive in to 10 ways you can help your youth group backslide. Okay, so we're going to begin to walk through uh, these 10 ways that you can unintentionally facilitate backsliding for young people in your life. Now, as I mentioned earlier, some of these are addressed towards parents, and some of these are addressed towards youth pastors, youth leaders, youth ministry. And um, please know my heartbeat today that none of us mean to do these things. These are not pitfalls that or traps that we mean to slip our foot into. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it just happens, and it's it's a part of being human. And um, I, I think that this is going to help somebody today. I hope it does. It helped me. Before I mention the 10 here, I do want to say that this was originally an article that I had written on uh, my brother Ryan's blog, ryanafrench.com and it's entitled seven ways to help your youth group backslide (laughs) if you ever want to go read that it's on there of course i've added three more for the podcast today so it's 10 that we're going to be walking through today however i did want to give a shout out to the apostolic voice with ryan french podcast plus blog so be sure to go follow that He does everything with excellence. I know he's my brother and I seem biased, but truly everything done on the blog and podcast is done with the utmost excellent. He has all the gear, everything going, Um, major jealousy here. He's rocking it over there, So, so be sure to go and follow that ministry. All right, so if you're a note taker, it's time for notes. Um, Grab that Apple Pencil and that iPad, and open your notes app, and let's walk through these, which by the way, my youngest son, Ezra, lost my Apple Pencil, so y'all help pray for me as I'm going through this grieving process. I no longer have an Apple Pencil, which I love for things like this, so y'all pray for me and pray for my son's safety. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, okay. Number one, the first way that you can help facilitate backsliding in your youth ministry is to talk bad about ministry. Yeah. Just talk bad about them. 
You know what I mean? Like after lunch, after pastor preaches, or after your youth pastor preaches, um, yeah, just go to lunch and kind of start critiquing everything about the service and 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 talk bad about all the songs you didn't like and 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 how that ser- that that type of preaching just doesn't connect with me and and just kind of start talking bad about them. This is a great way to help your youth group backslide. Congratulations. You have helped facilitate backsliding. If you want to help them on the road to backsliding, keep on having those negative conversations at lunch on Sunday. Well, why does pastor always do this? And why does uh, pastor always do that? Why does that always happen? Listen, let me help you. The key to unlocking the anointing in your life is submission to your pastor. The, the oil always flows from the head down. So when you begin to talk negative about the shepherd that God has placed over your life, you have stepped out of the flow of the anointing. And uh, when your family sees you do that, and, and and they see your frustration, you start to hurt their future, and you have let your frustration hurt their future. You begin to be something that they don't even want to be around if they want to be godly. Whew. Okay. So, yes, that's a great way to facilitate backsliding. Just talk bad about the ministry. Number two, never get involved in anything. (laughs) This is a great way to facilitate backsliding in your youth group. After all, you're way too busy to help with the church right now, right? You've just got too much going on. Your your job's too, too busy. There's no way you could get your kids to church and, and, um, Listen, if we keep teaching our youth that God is the last priority, that will definitely help them make the decision to put God last in their life, too. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost right now in this rainy office today. Number three, never worship Worship draws people closer to God. So if you want to help your youth group backslide, teach them to never worship. Just just sit there. Parents, when you, you know what? I'm going to define this one. This one is for parents and youth pastors. I am blown away by parents that bring their kids to church and they're like, Brother Nathan, they just, they just, they just don't worship. And I'm looking out and I'm saying, well, oh Lord, I, I know it's not intentional. I know you don't mean to do this, but I'm not seeing you worship either. And they're watching you. And youth pastor, this goes for you too, that it would be a shame for you to teach a four-part series on the potential of praise and never show your students that you praise God in, in the altar. Youth pastor, what does your praise look like when you're not leading, when you're not preaching? 
because that's when they're watching you the closest. Worship draws people closer to God. So if you want your youth group to be close to God, don't worship. This will help them backslide. Hosea 11 and 7 says, And my people are bent to backsliding from me, though they called them to the Most High, none at all would exalt him. When no one was exalting Jesus, they were bent to backsliding. The fourth way to facilitate backsliding is to constantly miss church. This one is a great way and one of the top ways that I see backsliding happen. By simply not taking them to church, you have helped the devil immensely. The presence of God will begin to break strongholds in their life if they go to church. So if you want to help them backslide, do not take them to church three times a week. Because if they're at church consistently, that's going to help their walk with God. So if you want to facilitate a backsliding, miss church as much as you can. Psalm 122 and 1 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So yeah, parents, the easiest way to keep your kids out of church is simply by not going to church. Number five, speak in anger all the time and not love. Now, I'm really going to lean towards the youth pastor, the youth minister here for a moment. Correcting your youth in anger rather than love is a great way to help them backslide. After all, God is love. And if you don't want God to be a big part of their life, don't do anything in love. When you get angry at your students, especially when they make a mistake, that's going to facilitate backsliding. The only way that we're going to reach them in love is if we're praying every day. If we want to be more like Jesus, we have to be consistently seeking his face. If you want to speak in meekness and humility like Jesus did, continue to speak to him and correct your youth group in love rather than anger. Number six, this is a great way to to facilitate backsliding. Seclude yourself. Your youth group is a community of great friends that believe in the same thing. So by secluding yourself and your family and never taking them to youth class, you have already helped the devil. I mean, who wants to be around their friends of like faith anyways? Oh, wait. Your youth do. They desire that. Your kids desire to be around like-minded, holy people. So, if you don't want them to live for God, just seclude yourself. Number seven, make fun of holy things like speaking in tongues and the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, wow, this is a great way to push the presence of God right out of your children's lives. There is power in the name of Jesus, and when you abuse it by using it as a joke, 
You just made the devil's day, my friend. There is nothing more powerful than than the name of Jesus. And if you teach your young people that his name is just a joke, you will definitely help them backslide. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This is a pure name. This is a holy name. Just make fun of holy things around your youth group. Yeah, just imitate speaking in tongues and make a joke out of it. When that elder runs the aisle and you laugh at him, your youth group sees that. They think it's funny now too because you facilitated it. Number eight. This one's definitely for youth pastors. Only teach on what's happening in pop culture right now. Okay. Now this one, um, okay. We're probably going to be a little divided on this one. I don't think all youth pastors are going to agree with me on this. This is just my personal opinion here. Okay. But, you know, the word of God is relevant to all generations. It's not, it's not limited to pop culture, to what's popular right now. The Word of God speaks to all cultures. It ministers to all cultures. So when you take something that's happening in pop culture, what you teach is only relevant to what's happening right now. And it's not going to have a lasting effect, which the... The lessons that you teach in your youth class should have a lasting impact on your young people. Listen, we all know that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, right? I, I am so tired of, of hearing about it, right? Like, like the news has nothing better to cover than, uh, than that, okay? And we don't have to talk about it and, you know, teach about it in youth class. It's like when... It, you know, I can just name all these lessons that come out, you know, that is it's and then they're instantly dated like a year later. You can never teach them because nobody cares about it anymore. The reason I'm saying that this can facilitate backsliding is because if we're not teaching the the word of God that is lasting right? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we're not teaching on things that last forever, then we're not teaching on things that are going to sustain our students' spiritual walk. And this is where we have to be careful that we're not facilitating the pop culture and acting like that is the segue for them to be saved, because we know that no matter what culture says is popular, does not change what the Word of God says. All right, the ninth way to facilitate a backsliding in your youth group is to endorse, watch, and socialize about ungodly entertainment. Youth pastors and parents, when you endorse, watch, and socialize about entertainment, that is sinful and ungodly in the eyes of God and to the church. 
you have helped the devil more than you could ever know. Sometimes the TV shows that you promote are helping the devil reach your students more than you could ever imagine. There's a whole episode on this called Navigating Media on the Show. Okay, if you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go listen to it. But more than ever, we need to take a stand against ungodly entertainment. This is one of the beasts that is taking our young people down. And this youth pastor is is not going to endorse it. And I don't think you want to either. Number 10, this is the last one for today. Never support surrounding events in your area. Making them an island separated from all other youth groups, all other apostolic young people, is a great way to help them backslide. This convinces them that they are alone and that no one else is living for God except for them. This is far from the truth. We need to let our young people know that there are over 33 million apostolic believers just that we know of, just that we've documented right now, all over the globe. Young people, you are not alone. There is millions beyond millions and millions of believers that are apostolic and they believe in holiness and truth and everything that you love and cherish, they love and cherish it too. Take your young people to events like NAYC and Youth Day at General Conference. Take them to great um, events like like Reset and Encounter and Renew, Refresh, Refocus and and Winter Youth Conference and and uh, all these great events that are hosted all over the movement. Take your students to those when you can and let them know that they are not alone. Well, guys, I know that this has been a little different today, but I feel like the Lord is going to use it. Let's pray together. Jesus, I pray for every parent and every youth pastor that's listening. I pray for every young person that's listening today that they would avoid these pitfalls of of talking bad about ministry and never getting involved in lack of worship, missing church, speaking in anger, secluding ourselves. Lord, help us not to make fun of holy things. Help us not just to, to focus on what's happening in the news right now, but let us focus on your word and spend time in prayer. Help us not to endorse and watch and socialize about ungodly entertainment. And Lord, help us to support the body of Christ. Help us to support one another. I pray for every listener, and I thank you for being able to speak into their lives today. Give you all the praise, God, because it belongs to you anyways. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, friends. Thanks for tuning in today. We are the church. Let's be a light in a dark world and do whatever it takes to keep darkness out of the church, shall we? I love you guys. Exciting episodes coming soon and exciting things happening here at Noteworthy. We'll see you next week. God bless. God bless.